0: I can edit this shit out later.
1: You can, but you won't. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome to Punk Ass and Random Heroes Cheeky Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I am Jesse, you may know as Random Hero. And I am Nick. AKA Punkcast. And today, on our third episode, we have our very first special guest. He's yeah. my best friend and probably hates you. His name is Aaron. Yeah. Welcome well, to the hold show. On, hold on. What, what, what? Be- oh. Before he
0: introduces himself, I already did. Well, him. Before he starts talking. Myself, Jesse already took care of it. But <laughs> I just want to say this guy is kind of like if your families were going to blend together, he's like the douchebag stepbrother you never want. <laughs> so I just want to get that out Thank there. You. You. Sure that, I,
1: was, I was working on that on the drive The hair. funny thing about Aaron's history, though, is that he genuinely ended up having his mom marry his best friend in high school's dad. Yeah. And wait. so his stepbrother, Casey, is like one of his best friends.
0: Wait wait a minute here. You didn't know that? I didn't know
1: that. Yeah. So I
2: guess we'll kick this off by telling the story. Might yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, All let's right. hear the story.
2: Here we go. Uh so my buddy Casey. Uh me and him have known each other since high school. Really good friends. Uh and at some point in like the early two thousands, we were hanging out at my house. The good times. My mom was there. We're not gonna go into your mom
1: just yet yeah, oh we're going into your mom yeah your mom's got to
0: come don't worry. it's pretty moist <laughs> anyway my uh my mom was there and uh me and casey were drunk
1: and which is not a shocker at all if you know us um no that's the shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got shock um <laughs> By your boyfriend. I'm yeah, really
0: pissed. This is,
1: is going to be an awesome episode. Kind of yeah. We have already derailed this story beyond. I, what oh, yeah. were we talking about? Your mom banging me and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's
2: actually it. Jesse's my stepdad.
1: Unfortunately, not every story we begin on this show ever actually comes to fruition, but. Yeah,
2: right. I, I never complete.
1: And I better point out, I do not actually think it's pronounced frutition. That is an intentional joke to all of you grammar Nazis out there. Yes. Yeah, Um, there's me. Fucking explicit content, guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Nick's already like I, do I even need to be here right now like, <laughs> we've got Aaron he's kind of handling Jesse and Mike at the same time I'm just going to go have a 30 minute tinkle again
0: yeah I can just you know jack off over here in the corner you guys can look at me every once in a while if you guys want <laughs> I already told you I don't watch horror movies <laughs> Yeah, I'll use use Jesse's tears. Uh, But anyways, so Lawrence... (laughs) Oh, okay, anyway. So my mom was bitching about being single. And jokingly, Casey said, oh, you should go on a date with my dad. Which is Lawrence, right? Which is Lawrence. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. And so um, we wound up drunk dialing him and setting them up on a date. And um, yeah, they got married like not even a year later.
1: And that was... When again? Uh, Early 2000s? 2002, I think. Yeah, so... Was this the time... 16 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was this the time that Britney Spears just came out?
1: Not every one of our age marks time since when Britney Spears came out. Who doesn't love Britney Spears? I
2: had a fucking... Like, three or four posters of
1: Britney Spears in my room. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh. Hit me, baby, one more time. I bet you guys watched her music videos on mute, too, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go ahead and insist that we go ahead and start our podcast off the right way. Oh, I thought we did. With a little bit of alcohol. Yes.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, all
0: right. Which, I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be my second shot, but... Y'all know what happens.
1: Well, on this particular... <laughs> yeah, and on this show, uh, normally we just have one and kind of get into things, and I might have a beer as we go on, but I've been hitting these uh, holiday cocktails from our party last night pretty hard today, so it's already been a good one.
0: And Jesse came up with a name called, Jesse Loves a Lot of Dick Drink.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called. That's, def- that's <laughs> absolutely not what it's called. That's a different drink that was made up when I was a schoolboy. Oh, right. Sorry, I got the confused. It's please put your big black dick in my mouth drink. I, I don't remember any black priests <laughs> at the Catholic school, but... <laughs> all, right. all right, yeah, well. So, I'll give you guys the recipe for that drink in just a second, but first, we're going to go ahead and take a shot, and then we're going to kind of get into some stories and some other various shenanigans and whatnot, so, Aaron, why don't you jump up here and grab your shot real quick, and Nick, are you, do you already got yours? No, I was going to have here? Aaron... Oh, yeah, Aaron, Aaron got me. all three. I'll, uh, I'll pass Since you. we yeah. came up with that there new rule,
0: go. the guest has to make yeah, the that's... drinks now.
1: Yep. Since oh, Aaron is you. our first guest and there is not a more deserving one, we decided to begin a new tradition with any guest on this show where they have to be the ones to pour us the shot. Now,
0: and
2: if we're honest, I'll probably be their only
0: guest. Did you hold the spit or did, did you spit in this? No, I put my dick in it. Oh, well, that's going to have awesome flavor.
1: Yeah. All right. Cheers, motherfuckers! (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. That'll put hair in your balls. (sighs) If you had any, that's why I need it. (sighs) Oh, we all sound like we just shot whiskey, except for Aaron, who (laughs) shot vodka.
0: All right, Aaron, just (laughs) tell me your life story. Mm. I know your favorite brands, Wham. I know that. I know you. I know you were excited when George Michael came out. Yeah, I was. I was out of the closet. I know you were spreading your butt cheeks in front of the TV when you saw his face. Yep.
1: Okay, so all of that was BS, but I do know some funny little tidbits about Aaron. And Uh in one of our previous episodes, we were talking about the first concert we ever went to. Right, Nick? What was your answer? Mine was Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Yes. Aaron, what is your answer to the first concert you oh, ever attended? I guess I don't know this. It's probably it going to be embarrassing. No, you don't. I know no, already what I, the answer is. I can't remember. Yeah, you do. No, no. I really she had a show. Weird. Is it uh, country music? No, couldn't have been that is female it, artist. Is it Stevie Nicks? No. Um, I said country. Oh, Dolly Parton. No. no I think it was like. It was Reba McIntyre. Oh, really yep. little Reba. Yep, that was Aaron's first concert, and everything in his life since that point ended up being kind of designed <laughs> to like recuperate from that traumatic experience. That's why you he... saying that I
2: listen to metal and heavy music to kind of you know like.
1: Yeah, it's an essentially, it's, an a, it's a self-exorcism of those demons. Mm.
0: Now, were you singing along to the songs when you were there? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: you know, Was sometimes. that one your mom brought you to? Uh,
0: my
2: aunt brought me to it. Your aunt? My aunt.
1: Which aunt? Jeanette. You've Jeanette? never met her. Oh, okay. Because I know you have an aunt-uncle. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, trans. No, no. No, she's actually a really awesome person. We just, uh, we've made jokes occasionally. occasionally. Yeah, I've never met this aunt. Is she? Never go- met anybody. Is she good looking?
2: Uh,
1: no. No. Okay. How was Aaron ever supposed to answer that question?
2: Yeah. First of all, it's my aunt. Second of all, look at
1: me. Have you never? <laughs> have you never been on Pornhub?
2: Uh. I have, but not in that
1: section.
2: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't go in the Granite Falls section. there oh. a section for Aaron's
1: relatives on Pornhub?
0: No, but there's always, like, you that. know, a varieties of I fucked my stepmom or my sister touched my okay. balls down there okay. Okay. or Santa Claus, please don't rape me. I just, I just remembered that I... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anywhere other than doing this no. right now? You're, you're yeah, stuck. Yeah, th- this is uh, this has gotten off to one of the worst starts ever, <laughs> as far as like actually having any decipherable, yeah. okay. you know, All right, well, outline here. for the I'll... show. But no, that's okay. Wait, there's an
2: outline for the show?
1: There's really not. But the thing is, like, we do occasionally want to try and get into the like meat and bones of a topic. However, okay. this is also the first time we've got a guest, so we're it's learning like, on the fly.
2: You're nervous. It's
1: okay. I wouldn't say I'm nervous. If I had headphones on, I'd be doing a lot better right now.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I took the fucking headphones
1: You did. And yeah. you have a pop filter, and I don't. Well. Nick, oh, he Nick does knows. have a pop filter. I kind of feel like I'm the guest right now.
2: You know, I, this is really funny. This is your guys' show, and I, I brought my own equipment to him.
1: You had to because this. Is, <laughs> look, right. we yeah, do this you, out of my living room, you Creton Yeah, d- yeah <laughs> this is just a start off, all right?
0: Pretty soon, we're going to be Joe Rogan, and you're going to be the one fucking, you know, being sad because we're laughing at you fucking looking out the window when you're just begging what? for money. Who does that on Joe Rogan's podcast? What the fuck is going with you? But all I want to know is, side note, Aaron is a fucking history buff here.
2: Oh, he is, I yes
0: history yes. trivia. I wanted- oh, you actually looked up trivia for this? Well, I'm looking up <laughs> shit. And he doesn't
2: know anything about history, so he wouldn't know what fucking question to ask, and no. if he did, he wouldn't know the right answer <laughs> <history.
1: laughs> That's true, but I, I want to preface this real quick. So, Aaron here, um, the, the idea behind Guess is not only to, like, you know, get some additional jokes on air and all that, but people come from different walks of life and they enjoy different things and whatever you do and whatever you do for fun, that's all great, but like I I really want to be able to focus on regular people who are also unique so we may not have a whole lot of celebrity guests on this show, but we want to give you guys, you know, insight into all kinds of people out there, and one of the things about Aaron is this guy watches and absorbs and researches and reads history like no one I've ever met, and he didn't even get a diploma in high school. Well, thanks and,
2: for
1: that up, No, no, no. Nick, everyone already knows I Nick d- doesn't either. I don't fucking have a high school diploma. No, but that's the thing. That's one of the huge, like, I hate to call it a societal issue or a social issue, but like... When it comes to education, everybody actually does have something that they want to learn. We're just never able to really figure that out in the constructs of current, like, educational systems. But if you were offered some kind of a schooling where you got to just focus on the stuff that you actually like to learn, you'd probably be a freaking, you know, historian by now. Okay. Whereas Nick would be the version of that, but for pornography. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or Blink-182. Or, yeah, or just Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would totally be... Tom Delong's assistant.
2: He's his, he's his unofficial biographer.
1: <laughs> well, and it, the same was true for me with things like science and cosmology and physics. I didn't even want to try cosmology. cosmology. Oh. But
2: you do your eyeliner
1: so well. I, how dare you! <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is that we all like something later in life, and even if you like reality TV, which means I definitely don't want to hear okay. your tweets to but, this. What, Wait, here's the thing. I just what, want to what, ask. What, I just want to ask. Fucking shenanigans.
0: I just want to nice. ask Aaron a question here, okay? okay. What year? I'm gonna. Did the Titanic go down? 1912. Okay, now do you know the exact date it went down? April 15th. God Even I damn, knew that one. God much. damn it.
2: And uh, so, side note. Uh, my bro- one of my brother's birthdays is on April 15th, and so my favorite thing to do to my relatives, instead of wishing them a happy birthday, is uh, name fucked up shit that happened to history on their
1: birthday so you always get to start steves so, with the yeah, titanic so sinking is, is, oh,
2: is titanic sank and everybody fucking died come back
0: jack uh, <laughs> i titanic would love is, jack to uh, come back it's tax day as well so he should probably just off himself mm, wow yeah <laughs> now how would you want him to off himself I've right, Okay, we'll come back to that to
1: that one. <laughs> and I, you know, I'd be okay if we didn't come back to that one. <laughs>
2: how would I want him to, or how do I think he actually would?
1: Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Blowing the whistle here. Got shenanigans Doo-doo. on YouTube. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with some more history real quick. History real quick. Um,
2: so, Jesse, because uh, you guys can't see this. Jesse is thinking of something off top of his head. Nick just picked up his phone to Google something.
1: Yeah, I never paid attention in history class, all right? I, and I'm not saying my questions will be great, but I'm not just going to look them up on my phone. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. I'm waiting for this question. Right. Let's see. All right. What's, what, what was the name of the chief scientist on the Manhattan Project?
2: Wrong. No. Oh, um, Einstein. No?
1: No. Uh, oh, fuck. Really?
2: No, I don't think I know this one.
1: And really? Uh. Oppenheimer, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. I
2: totally didn't
1: know that. Ooh, so apparently, if it has to do with history and science, he's an idiot like everyone else. Yeah, they cancel each other out. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Oh, um. So here's a cool thing. Aaron is also a master level scuba diver in the PADI program. Yeah, I always
0: forget about that.
1: And uh, no, 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 but many years ago, you got the chance to go dive uh, on the wrecks in Truck Lagoon. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. We're talking scuba diving here, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Truck Lagoon, uh, pretty much nobody's heard of it except for divers. Uh, But in 1942, it was the site of Operation Hailstone. And uh this place is like in the middle of the fucking South Pacific. It's fucking tiny. Uh but there was a shitload of Japanese ships that were sank there.
1: They actually mentioned that in the uh, World War Two and HD Color series that's on Netflix yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They actually do mention it in the Pacific campaign. But no, anyway.
2: Sorry, it wasn't nineteen forty two, I think it's forty three.
1: Um anyway, it was
2: during World War Two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been
1: drinking. Um, <laughs> Me too.
2: But anyway, so yeah, there was a bunch of Japanese ships that were sunk there, not necessarily like combat ships, but a lot of support ships because they they kind of knew that the attack was coming, so they got all the important shit out of there. There is at least one battleship. There's an I boat, which is a submarine.
1: Right, I, um, that's in that show too, yeah, I believe. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I didn't dive on that. Uh, we didn't we didn't go near it on our trip, but um, yeah, it was really fucking cool uh, and really eerie. Uh, cause there's still remains on some of these ships.
1: And did you actually dive on any wrecks of airplanes or yeah. like ocean vessels that had remains on them? Yeah. yeah. And did you like see them yeah. first? So you're, and how, how deep were you?
2: Um, I think so the deep. deepest that I hit there was, uh, <laughs> was 120. Um, some of the other guys did the San Francisco Maru, which I think. Bottomed out at like 280. And at
1: 120, do you still have to do a decompression as you're coming back up?
2: Uh well it depends on how long you stay down at that depth. Uh I didn't, you know, reach my max, so you just do a safety stop at 15 feet for a few minutes, you know, just to be sure, which you do pretty much on any dive. Um but I mean was really dope about that fucking trip is when you do your safety stop, typically at 15 feet is where like uh the king post of the ship was sitting. So you'd just be sitting there like Chilling on the king post still looking at the wreck down below yet. Now,
1: what's the king post?
2: Uh, King post is like, uh, because most of these ships were cargo ships, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the king post was uh, Like this upright structure that uh, they would use to move cargo in and
1: out of the hole. Okay, kind of like a precursor to a crane or something
2: Well, not even a precursor. (laughs) I mean, it was just what they used on ships
0: So So what I'm gathering here is you went down under the water forgot to decompression yourself and you came out of fucking retard. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and actually, of the three of us in this room, I probably have the worst story about not decompressing correctly.
2: No, that was not clearing your baths. It's not decompressing. Let's.
1: That's essentially the same issue. Well, sorry, not
2: clearing, but equalizing.
1: Right, which is decompressing it. You know what?
0: I just wanna let everybody know Save that. Save it for the semantics. Aaron session. always has to be right about everything. So even if he's wrong, he's always right. Jesse.
1: I was just gonna <laughs> let that awkwardly hang there as long as I could. That's 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 kinda my new thing I'm gonna try. You're just gonna Otherwise I talk too much. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes
0: yeah, sometimes you go on <laughs> and on Beavis. and on
1: and I'll have to cut in and be like, Jesse, slow down. Yeah, Yeah. hey, Jesse, remember we're supposed to be funny and entertaining while we do this, and I'm like, It's not supposed to be a learning program. You are neither. (laughs) (laughs) Good day, sir. I worth your no points. All right, so, okay, so what what are the things – now, I know that you do really pay attention to a lot of World War II stuff, but, like, aside from that – What what are the historical things that kind of grip you a little bit?
0: Why are you fascinated with history so much? Yeah,
2: I have no fucking idea. I got okay. It just
0: clings to you
1: like herpes. I got it.
2: Yeah, and trust me, the herpes.
1: (laughs) Nick gets it and herpes (laughs) all the time.
2: (laughs) No, uh, it was really weird. Like I really didn't give too much of a fuck about history until I had to do summer school, and I finished everything early, so I got really bored and just read the history book. In front to back. Uh, and I was like, I oh, actually
1: just pretty fucking random. Do you think that anything would have been different had you picked up a science book to do that with instead of a history? Yeah, you could have fucking gonna like, do curates? No, you could have made meth. <laughs> well, okay, so no to those two obvious derailments, <laughs> you freaking idiots. But no, I mean like okay, so All the the learning and experience and all that stuff is, is just the fascination that keeps you engaging in that discipline beyond, you know, normal average passing interests. So if if the first book that you'd picked up when you really kind of were ready to just absorb it, even through boredom, it happened to be a history book. But had it been like a space book or a physics book, do you think that you would have enjoyed documentaries as much as you do about that topic instead, do you know what yeah, I'm getting at? I, no,
2: I know what you're getting at. Yeah, I think you know, if I had picked up a fucking science book first, uh, I probably would be watching Star Talk all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that just gave you a bummer.
1: Uh, uh, well, to an extent, I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson is someone that I've always enjoyed watching and learning from, but he is also now apparently getting wrapped up in this entire sexual harassment thing going down with major hollywood people yeah i've been uh, i i don't see i don't know the reposted as i have for other you know public figures and i i don't know the validity but people are now saying that he was guilty of the same things and if that's true that that's a huge blow to i mean well first of all if it's true it sucks and yeah, you shouldn't wait, have done it but can you it's tell also, me
0: what- what happened?
1: I, I I can't tell you what happened. I can tell you that allegedly there's reports coming out now that he was engaging in sexual misconduct with people he worked with. You know, like, I, I don't know if it was to the extent of Harvey Weinstein or any of these other guys. But in that same vein, which is, you know, first of all, definitely wrong. Is fucking 2018
0: too, the year to come out fucking being sexually harassed or what? Well, not if you're as ugly as you are. Well, you know, Jesus Loves me, that's all that matters.
1: The way you talk about him, I don't think he does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and if Jesus did love you, he doesn't after you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I see he hates you
2: because you touch yourself.
1: Well, dude, I think of you while I'm doing it, so yeah, you're he, going down with me. Oops. Oops. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I Party fell Yeah, drink all over the carpet. And he's not even going to bother clean it up. Well, not yet. <laughs> We're recording. No, but so so. first of all, if it's true it sucks, he definitely shouldn't have done that, and anything that you know comes back on him is all of his making. However, yeah, yeah. that 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 was someone that the entire science community kind of bet the farm on because he he checked off every box for, like, a likable personality yeah. on TV that was finally going to help science break through and be like, look, we've got all this really important stuff for you guys to know and learn about, and nobody cares because you're too busy watching people play video games or watching people get, you know, ass implants and liposuction and shit. And or the Kardashians. Somebody get an
2: ass implant on TV?
1: I assume on any camera. TLC, Bravo, you know. Oh, Nick knows specific networks. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll let him I... answer. <laughs> no. I didn't realize this was his
0: department. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> so, if you want to watch people get butt implants, you call Aaron up.
1: <laughs> you have no, you're not, you don't know where you're going with that, do you? No. I know I when you started joking, you don't know where it's supposed to end up because you just start to trail off and hope that someone else jumps in and says yeah. something funny. Not this time, Nick. Uh, I want you to finish that joke. I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so
0: you call you, Aaron you, you yeah. call Aaron up and you say, "Hey, Aaron, what channel do I watch to have someone put button plates?" <laughs> then he calls Nick. He <laughs> <laughs> told me the fucking
2: channel. <laughs>
1: This is what happens when we have more than just one shot at the beginning oh, of the God, episode. Watching porn right now. Okay, what well, yeah, would you the- be watching? Would you be watching midget porn? And what would you be doing for the remaining like seventy-two minutes? Yeah. Oh. uh, Yeah. Yeah. L- let
0: me ask you guys this, okay? I can watch porn in
2: a documentary
1: side by side. Oh, <laughs> he wait, wait, does. wait! I, no, no! Hold on a second. <laughs> Okay. Now, we can all just admit that we've watched plenty of porn amongst the three of us. I it's never have. Yeah, well, you're lying. Yeah. But if we're honest, Aaron, and since we all have watched porn for sure, Aaron, um, Did you actually know that I've never Aaron. Had sex? Uh, you have two kids. You should I feel like I just had this conversation with, with Nick me. on like episode 1 of this podcast. <laughs> heard that. How are you guys both virgins with children? You know, eventually people love this. Yes. Yeah, well, I didn't... I. I Jesus loves the little anyway, children. Where were we going? I don't know. There's like double where, the amount of idiocy going on We, right we now were going with
0: Aaron watching porn, and you were... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What I was going to say, because you mentioned porn and documentaries, I've never even like accidentally stumbled upon some kind of porn that was shot as like a documentary or a mockumentary like The Office or anything like that. That's why is, Why has no one done something like that yet?
2: Yeah, um, I'm quitting my day job.
1: To watch it? To make it. (laughs) To make it. Don't quit your day job, buddy. Uh, Your day job affords you eight hours of work a day. If you were shooting porn, (laughs) you'd best be getting about seven seconds. No, but I do
0: want to know because we did talk about the last – (laughs) <laughs> on the last episode about, you know, the racism and, you know, Charlie Brown, shit we, like that. We've talked about that yeah. on both
1: episodes yes, already. Right. The, but the Charlie the, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special where you've got the one black kid on the beat-up chair on one side of the table and all the white kids are in nicer chairs I on the other side. It. And that I'm
2: not judging your. Well, and I'm it.
1: not joking about this image, but they, it went around the Internet for a lot this autumn. Um and uh, it was just kind of pointing it out. And on the show, uh, I brought it up with Nick, and he was like, you know, well, that... I
0: feel like it? the people that who go and find this, sh- this shit and point it out are the ones that are racist. I want to know how you feel about people pointing shit out that it's been made decades no. ago. Hold
1: on. I'm going to pull up the image for Aaron. So you finish setting it up because I want to tell him what my conclusion was yeah. on it also. Yeah. But I want him to see the image. So <laughs> go ahead and finish setting it up, Nick. All right. So anyways... There's a scene in Charlie
0: Brown where they're about to have dinner or something like that, okay? Okay. Apparently, there's a picture of one black kid in some crappy lawn chair all by himself on one side of the table. On the other side of the table, there's, like, white kids with nice chairs, and then there's Charlie Brown at the end by himself. Now, people are are pointing out that whoever made the cartoon or whatever like that is racist because they put the poor black kid on the one end of the table by himself. Now, do you think that's racist, or do you think it's just people trying to cause problems. And
2: so my opinion is that I'd, I think you could have a little bit of either going on. Like who's to say that that image didn't mean something else to the person that drew it or that made that show or whatever. Charles Schultz. Yep. Yeah. Charles Schultz. Okay. That guy. Um, <laughs> you know, who's to say that he didn't do that as an intentional thing to make people notice differences like that Uh, or it just could have totally just been something random happenstance that he fucking did didn't mean anything by it
0: yeah that's my point
2: no the other but the other side of it is you know the people that see shit like that they're not without any validity as well because this Fucking racist shit definitely
1: existed at that time as well, and even more so probably. Yeah, well, hold, hold on. And my point that Aaron was kind of, you know, just getting right up to the edge of is just because we can look at that image and think, oh, that could have been a mistake, doesn't mean that if you're a black kid who ends up watching Peanuts and you see that image, that's the only person on the left side of the screen, the only one who looks like you. And that's the only avatar for everything you're going through and he's the only one on the other side of the table. Even if that's unintentional, that could make you feel like that show or its creator well, or people who like it right. or your entire fucking society view you in that context. I've watched
0: Charlie Brown, you know, multiple times. You're you know, right. with, <laughs> Yeah, okay, so <laughs> here's my point. I'm white, right? I've, yeah. w- I've watched that fucking cartoon movie. I've never even noticed that until someone points that out. you're white.
1: Well, no, that's actually That's it. Because you're white. That's what I'm getting at. And it's because we're white. All three of us are white. Yeah.
2: Uh, but, yeah, you... You wouldn't notice that. If that doesn't impact your fucking life, then how are you going to know to look for that?
1: Right, but it doesn't mean that it's less valid that someone who had a completely different experience growing up because of the color of their skin, if they look at that and see that as racist, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? I still don't get it. Yeah, because you're an idiot. I I still don't get it. I just I feel like people
0: are trying to find, you know, attention to themselves. They're trying to fucking just cause drama as usual.
1: And that that could be it. And to another extent, I also think that there really needs to just kind of be an overall context applied to things like that. And if you watch the bulk of like Charlie Brown specials for Christmas and Halloween and everything else, and if you watch the show, contextually, there's nothing that really makes it jump well, out and say racist to you. Okay. I, I agree with that now, in my opinion. You know, I don't know a whole lot about
0: history, okay? We already clarified this. Now, Apparently, you, neither does Aaron. Do, I thought he did, but... One, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Don't, don't you think this cartoon came out... Well, I'm just guessing here, like in the Martin Luther King era? Um, that, that type? That came up in the previous episode. I'm going to double-check the run of peanuts. I'm just, just saying, because. if it's racist, then why didn't nobody point it out in the beginning when this cartoon came out? Well, because... You know, you had Malcolm X, you had Martin Martin Luther King Jr., you had all these fucking, you know.
1: Right, but they, once they won a couple of civil rights battles that they fought, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden everyone was not racist or not, like, still trying to, yeah. you know, hold them down. And we're still seeing that in 2018, you know. Civil rights happened, we're nearing on half a decade, Right. Or I'm sorry, half a half a century. Half a century. Yeah, it's been five yeah. Years. <laughs> half a century. It feels like half a decade, without far back we still are. But like, well, yeah. but it's not like everything just became okay at that point. And Charles Schultz, who did Peanuts, and we're okay. We're gonna see here. Uh, so the the comic strip ran from October second, nineteen fifty, to February thirteenth, two thousand. Yeah. But wow.
2: When, but when was that special made?
1: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, let yeah me- well, mean- let's just bring this up.
0: Check out, I don't. I- I know Aaron doesn't like fucking superhero movies or comic books or anything like that. But look at how the... If start talking about that, I will leave. Well, I'm just saying, look how the Black Panther came out. Did any of us complain about how... Why would you? It, yeah,
1: but, why would you? That was a dope-ass movie.
0: It is a dope-ass movie, but I'm not sitting there being like, oh, they're racist because there's just a whole shitload of fucking It black happens
1: characters. in a fictional African
0: country. What do you want? But I'm just saying, that's my point. People are... Pinpointing out stupid
1: shit that shouldn't even be a problem. No, what they're saying is that this is a problem and that it looks innocent to people like us because we didn't experience it, but it is a problem. That's what they're saying. And that's why they're so frustrated, is because they have people like you who are not an actual racist, but you're just kind of an idiot. <laughs> And you're one of the biggest roadblocks people like this face when they're trying to attain, you know, a notoriety or a civil rights aspect to all of this. And by the way, the Thanksgiving special for Charlie Brown was 1973. So I was
0: fucking after Martin Luther King. Yes, well after. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That was 10 years before I was even born, and I'm 35 now. Okay, well, we'll just settle the score now and just say Charles Schwartz is fucking racist. I, I'm not You're saying no, no, no. I'm well, really well, well, not. Well, but what I'm saying wow, is...
2: <laughs> just missed every point fucking completely. This is
1: why he works on this show, though, is because I'm the idiot who's always trying to actually convince him of stuff. And even if he totally gets it, which I think he does, he's still going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I- and you need that a little bit <laughs> in this discourse so that we don't take ourselves too seriously, I think. So I'm going to tell
2: you guys something really funny. Do so. it! Okay, so as you guys probably all know, uh, everybody listening, I mean, everybody in this room obviously knows it. Uh, All three three of us? (laughs) The three of us play in a band
1: together. Yes. We have mentioned this Aaron in context of the band previously. A.K.A. Resonant.
2: (coughs) Why? I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) Because
1: we were watching Freddy Got Fingered? Probably.
2: (laughs) Anyway, so uh, me and our bass player, Eric, we're, uh, were... Working on something for the band. I think we're either mixing or mastering. I can't remember which, but, uh, and uh, we we were talking about Nick and the <laughs> fact that he just completely comes off like a total fucking dumbass,
0: which I love it.
2: That has listened to this show has obviously noticed, but then he will trick you. <laughs> Cause he came over to learn some audio shit from Eric because he wanted to record this stuff, and apparently he's all fucking taking notes and he actually remembers shit. Yeah. And Eric was like, "I didn't think Nick was actually that fucking smart." <laughs> <laughs> see. I was like, yeah, he can surprise you every now and
1: then. See, and here's the thing. Nick okay. likes to keep
0: standards low. That's yeah. that's exactly what I love doing because then people don't expect much of you, and then you don't let them down. Uh, that's
2: yeah. Kind of like my philosophy is like everybody thinks I'm a really big fucking pessimist, but if I. I always expect the worst that I'm not
1: disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And I I heard this one quote, and I'm sorry that I can't give you a direct attribution to who gave it, but the quote goes, an optimist feels this world is the best that it can be. A pessimist fears that that's true. (laughs) And and to me, I love that because I've always felt like an optimist myself too, um, even occasionally a little bit, um, I guess, gullible or naive. But the thing is like, I, I always do look for the best in people and always want to give them that one more chance to really redeem themselves, but that doesn't mean that a pessimist is wrong for just being like, yeah, this is going to hurt you again, man. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, there, there's a real element of reality that is completely lost on you if you're only an optimist, but you can't only like be a pessimist 100% of the time and you can't only hang out with pessimists because that's how suicide cults form. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's a drain that that's a self fulfilling prophecy where you and all of your buddies think that, you know, a razor blade and a bowl of punch with some you know, poison. rat poison in it is the only way out of this in, incredibly depressing moral coil that only you are deep enough to perceive on all of the levels of its ridiculousness. Meanwhile, there's people out there having perfectly happy lives without ever thinking twice about what their purpose on this planet is. And it's like, what makes them any worse off than you? Yeah, Aaron. Fuck you, Nick. Fuck hey. all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where we were going with that I have one. No fucking idea. <laughs> well, so follow anyway. so ph- philosophy, ph- 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 philosophy.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, well here, here
0: here comes another Nick question to Aaron okay. since he's here. He spent a half hour thinking <laughs> of yeah, this one. No, I don't. I'm it just he spent came a half
2: up. Half hour pretending to be racist so he can what we
0: talk. I know you don't follow football. Okay. No, I watch
2: the Seahawks games and that's
0: it. And that's all you watch. But have you heard anything about, you know, Kareem Hunt or Ray Rice with you know hitting women or the videos popping up oh, and yeah. then now now have you seen the Kareem Hunt video?
2: I don't think I've seen that
0: one. Where he, like, barely, like, touches her with his foot and, like, kind of kicks her away. No, but, I seen that. but now his career is almost pretty much over, and they took him off, you know, the football over. team. No, nope. i hope have a job by next season. I hope it's not over. But do you feel like someone should lose their job when they barely kick somebody in their ass? If it's a woman, <laughs> Opposite yes. sex.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: You do? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah,
2: and this this comes back to a history that me and Jesse both kind of shared, well, not to a small degree, a large degree. Uh,
1: Did you punch Jesse? Did you hurt him? I punched him in the clay. Oh, okay. No, we each had authoritative male figures do that for us. Yeah, me me
2: and Jesse are both, uh, I guess you'd say childhood trauma survivors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Social Worker. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you can believe it, Aaron helps homeless people and
1: whatnot. I do. That's a gross generalization of he uh, <laughs> yeah, He's the idiot driving around giving them all money. <laughs> yeah.
2: All the fucking time. Uh, <laughs> no, so me, me and Jesse both, both, you know, grew up with that uh, kind of thing going on. And so I, I can't speak to, to his exact viewpoints on shit like this. But, uh, you know, my, a big issue for me is any sort of, unwanted physical
0: woman beating
2: yeah yeah basically fucking touch her you're a piece of shit
0: I agree with that I do oh
2: my god I thought I was gonna have to get in a fight
0: no but (laughs) I'm just I watched the video you've seen the video it wasn't as bad as you know Ray Rice fucking knocking his fucking wife out down on the fucking fucking elevator floor yeah I'm just saying sometimes there's situations where women think, you know, they're tougher than us or they want to try to be the same equal value and they push our buttons and we actually react and then, oh, we're the fucking assholes.
1: Yeah, well... uh,
2: If you react like that, your reactions are fucking wrong.
1: Yeah, and and here's the thing is that when you are... And and I'm going to have to qualify this statement because, look, I, I believe that everyone is equal as far as, like, their individual person versus mine, but... It's foolish and naive to believe that we are not physically different if you're born a man or a woman or whatever. So if you were born a man and you're fit enough to be drafted and a star of the NFL, uh, a a company that – is built around guys who are in the peak of their physical form and dominance. If you're if you're at that tier of person, not only do you not get to like ever touch a woman in any way negatively, like you you really owe it to her, everyone around you, and the fans watching you to like live even one step beyond what guys like us might do by just not hitting a woman back. You know what I mean? If I got and this has happened. If I got punched or kicked or something by a girl in public, I would have to find ways to get out of that situation without becoming physical, because for a gross number of you know the the general population, I would easily be able to physically out you yeah know, like out duel a, a woman has most a, of the
0: time. Has a girl ever slapped you in the face? Yes. No. And after and, that reaction, did you not
1: want to laugh? I'm just saying it's happened to me. Here's the thing is that for someone like what Aaron and I went through growing up, your first reaction is no longer fight or flight when it comes to a woman hitting you. There's something about the trauma that you go through as a kid growing up when you are physically beaten or anything like that. And it changes how you feel, good things and bad things. So, you know, there was this party I went to with a girl who I won't name who after – uh, a while of drinking ended up like kicking me a couple times in the face and head. This girl real quick. Did, did I give her a nickname? No, oh. no. Uh, this wasn't anyone actually dated, just someone that I hung out with a few times and okay. talked to. And we went to this party and, uh, she ended up completely turning on me and kicking me and stuff. And, um, and I wasn't able to fight back in any way. Uh, so I just had to let it go. And sometimes you got to do that.
0: Well, Aaron, have you had any experiences like that?
2: I've been slapped in the face before, but in all fairness, I totally fucking deserved it, so.
0: So, you, did you see it coming? Oh, yeah. You did see it coming? Oh, yeah. Now, after that happened, what was your reaction? Was your reaction like, I saw this coming, or or did you? It
2: was uh, I saw it coming.
0: Shit. Well, it seems like we got some stuff going on around here. We could always edit it out, you know. Let's deposit. Okay, we can. Okay, um. Alright, well, everyone, now we're back. We had a situation come down here. little parking situation <laughs> that, uh,
1: unfortunately also cost us our guest for the evening. Yes, um, it ruined the vibe, which is totally fine, I get it. Well, I get it if you're not a professional like us, but he is kind of a little bitch. Little bitch time! No, bitch. as we mentioned, we do this show out of our living room, and, uh, so obviously we have neighbors and stuff, and, uh... He ended up parking in one of our neighbor's spots, and despite all the noise she makes, and we've never made any issue with, she decided this was one battle she wanted to fight, and uh, so Aaron just figured he was going to head out for the rest of uh, the evening. And, uh, yeah, I I guess I don't blame him, but this gives us a chance to kind of... Now, is this
0: person like an old nag lady or youngish
1: Um, I I wouldn't honestly call her either. This was the first time there had been any type of friction with us at all since we've moved here. We've been here about four months now.
0: Yeah, well, you you know, I've experienced, you know, people living above me, and people that live above you are always fucking loud and don't care about the, you know, people underneath you. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, she probably got something up her ass tonight and wanted to take it out on her fucking parking spots.
1: Yeah, it, it can happen, and whatever the reason, even, I mean, you never know. Maybe maybe she's got some kind of OCD, and maybe that's something that really throws her off for the day. I, I don't know. Uh, ultimately, she was in the right in that it was her parking spot, But I think that she could have handled it a lot nicer since we had never had an issue before this, you know?
0: Yeah, especially since it's the holidays as well. Well, Christmas. (laughs) I'm not going to say holidays. Coming up,
1: in fact, it's what? Less than a week away now.
0: (sighs) Yeah, you know what? I'm really having a hard time trying to shop for, you know, my girlfriend or whatever. Really? I suck at shopping.
1: And any buy
0: her another engagement? Ring. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for, you know, the right time this time. No oh, good, good and not just do the surprising mailbox, you know theory. <laughs> um, but what would you? because I've tried to buy her shit in the past. I've tried buying her shit, you know, like a t-shirt or clothes. The only one thing that I did do go to was buy a record album, and you know she loved that. Yeah, but I suck at the whole like clothes, shoes, purses department. And I feel like that's what every girl wants. How would you go about, you know, buying? I'm,
1: I'm the last guy to ask about that stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't usually, in fact, I've never in my life up until this year had a girlfriend around Christmas time, uh, New Year's, any of that stuff, Valentine's Day. I, I've been almost perpetually single my entire adult life. So I'm not great at that stuff, but I, at this point in my life, at 35 years old, I'm the type who thinks, be direct. You know, just ask her. Like, what are some things that you would like as a gift? And if she tries to say nothing, then at least (laughs) you know that you tried. Yeah, you know what's funny? When you get her a gift certificate to like Subway or something, then you can be like, next year, be specific. (laughs) It
0: was funny because it was like a little bit ago, and, and she was like saying how. Oh, you know, don't worry about presents, you know what I mean? Let's just not do presents this year. And then fucking comes out, oh, well, you should know that's just what girls say. You know, yeah, you need to give me some. You know, it's shit like that. It's just funny. Sometimes
1: you got to play the game. Yeah, no. You just do. And, uh, I mean, a a guy— I wasn't
0: going to not get her a gift because I know that game, but it's just funny how they do try to do that.
1: Yeah, and I— I know that you're smart enough to see through that one and I mean that that's kind of the same thing for everyone even my parents are trying that one this year but I, I still feel like I got to get them something you know just because I, I get a feeling they're gonna do the same thing um, but like it that's also the only way that I really get in tune with the 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 season you know like Christmas doesn't mean anything if I have no one to, like, exchange a gift with, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not always about presents.
1: It's not, but that that's what makes it feel a little bit more like this specific time of year. The time of year that you grew up feeling, the type of year you grew up loving, and the type of thing that as adults, oftentimes, we grow up kind of missing... Because we sort of lose that sense of family or community as we move out and kind of do our own thing in life.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be about friends and family and, you know, spending time together. You know what I like doing? I like baking. I do. Really? Yeah.
1: What do you like baking?
0: Uh, lately, you know, like for Thanksgiving, I made a homemade apple pie and then I made homemade pecan pie. I get into these, you know, shows on Netflix or whatever, like the British baking show. I love watching, you know, these types of shows. So then it gets me in the mood to be like, oh, well maybe I could fucking do this. And then I'll look up recipes and I'll try to do it. But I do have, I do make like the perfect buttery pie crust. Really? Yeah, it's really good.
1: I would love to have you try that. Apple pie is actually the only kind of pie that I ever eat. Yeah, see, I hate pumpkin pie. I don't like it. Can't do it. Pumpkin anything.
0: But uh, pecans, one of my favorites. But the problem I'm having with the apple pie, it's, you know, it's fresh. You know, like the apple pie movie. You know what I mean? What?
1: The American Pie move? Oh, yeah, it's American oh, Pie. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to eat a pie that you make anymore.
0: <laughs> but I always had the problem how it's, like, too liquidy. It's not never thick enough. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out the recipe. <laughs> So, anyways, back to football. <laughs> back to football. Yeah, back to football. Were we I, talking about football? No, at one point in time we are. I'm You're just trying, trying to bring to, it up with Aaron. Uh, yeah, I was trying to bring it up yeah. with Aaron, but he doesn't know anything about football. No, he doesn't exactly even does. know what a fucking touchdown is. If it saved his life, he if it, does. If it was so a fared. vagina in front of his face, he wouldn't know what a touchdown is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he, uh, he. To be fair to him, he's come around in the last five or six years as uh, really starting to enjoy football yeah. season, especially yeah. as a Seahawks fan, as they've been doing well with Wilson and Carroll. But yeah, he's not the type of guy that you go to for any sort of emotional support if your team is currently sitting at four and four, and you you need some good vibes or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just want to say. We're in a fantasy football league, and I do want to say that
0: I finally made it to the championships again this year, because we've been playing for five years now. And you've won how many times? <sighs> it's I've only won nine times. I made it. I made it.
1: I don't mean games. I mean, how many times have you won the trophy? Oh,
0: this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that I win this fucking trophy. I don't you care. I so, huh? I th- hope so. And I just want to let you know, I'm sorry that you did not make it to any types of playoffs this year. And I'm yeah,
1: just... I was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I, I had a great draft, and I was terrible. It's crazy if
0: you think about fantasy football. It's mostly all about luck. You could have like the number one most fucking functional guy, but he could always have a shitty game multiple times.
1: Or just be, you know. And you can pick like a having a bad season or something. Yeah, you can pick a fourth string
0: fucking wide receiver, and all of a sudden they get like thirty fucking points out of nowhere. Stealing. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Thielen's good, except for this last game, which, you know... I'm so glad <laughs> for this last week's. So all these good players my opponent had fucking sucked, and it helped me out tremendously.
1: Yeah, and meanwhile, I narrowly avoided the Sacco. Narrowly. And
0: narrowly. Now I have to fucking face the ginger, unfortunately, is, for the championship.
1: This is my first season since beginning my own fantasy league that I didn't at least make it into the consolation playoffs. Yeah, and I was hoping... This
0: whole next year, you're going to have to do the draft based off the standings, I think.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll see what their, their functions are. We're going to have some turnover this season. The thing about fantasy, even if you're in a 10-team league where it's all for fun and there's no money involved, is you just get people, you know, in their... It's bragging rights. I love playing for bragging rights. Well, yeah, but, like, people's, people's time values change, and... From one season to the next, you might be totally committed to it in 16, and then when 17 rolled around, suddenly you may have been absentee.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird to me how people can't take, like, five minutes or ten minutes out of the day just to, like, you know, put players in. I'm really deep into it, and I fucking research players and see who they're playing and whatnot. So I get how much time it could take, but there's always, like, time where you can just, like, oh, I'll put these guys in.
1: See, you'd think that, but at the same time, like, Whenever you sit down to adjust your lineup and you spend that five to ten minutes, you are definitely procrastinating something else, correct? Yes. Which means that all you're talking about is a difference in priorities. So, all these people who you're like, I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Well, let's say that one of the activities that you are procrastinating while you're setting your lineup is... I don't know. It's it's like in this. Your checkbook. It's let's, like
0: no, it's like this. And like I could whack off right now, but no, I'm gonna change my lineup.
1: That's my procrastination. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So that's saying that your value is setting your lineup over jerking it, which okay. you know, let's face it, I've I've seen you. Yes. Nothing special going on there. <laughs> I'd probably have the same values if I were in your situation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick How how do you feel about that, Aaron? Oh, oh, it, oh, shit, uh, he's, he's not here. Oh, right. uh, no, we, we we got some good, we we had some good, like, talking going on there, but I don't know if we can, like, finish any of the stories that were began.
0: It, it was our first guest spot, and, you know, it was nice to have it kind of fun, jokingly, you know, starting off, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that, that was great, and, I, you know, over the next couple guests, we're going to have, like, my brother on, uh, we might get Bowman on. Uh, I'd like to get Abby on. I definitely want to get Yvette on.
0: You know, I want to get Eric on because he's gonna outsmart all of
1: us, or try to out. He's gonna outsmart me, dude. I love the fact that I was able to a- ask Aaron a very basic, like, World War II-era question, and he didn't know. Like that, that. That's crazy because he fucking watches and sleeps through the fucking
0: History Channel. Yeah. I know this from experience.
1: Yeah, and I thought that I was giving him a softball to kind of set up this intense, like, foundation of historical knowledge, forgetting that he just doesn't seem oh. to care at all about science. Let
0: me ask you a question. Yeah. Since I didn't really finish high school, I didn't go through <laughs> all the fucking grades. Did you have to read Romeo and Juliet through high school? Yeah. Okay. Now, my girlfriend made me watch the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet movie right. because I never seen it, which is, it was actually really good. I loved watching that.
1: It's not a bad uh, no. reimagining.
0: Now, when I was watching it, I kind of know about Romeo and Juliet. I never had to read the book. I never have, mm-hmm. which I probably should. At the end, I thought, you know, they both drank poison, and that wasn't the case. It was, you know, Romeo drinking the poison, and then she killed herself with a sword or, you know, gun. Well, according to this new age fucking movie they made or whatever. Yeah. But I got it totally
1: wrong, and it's just crazy to me. Now. It's, uh, so, so, so that is, that is kind of the way. They didn't have guns in the Shakespearean version, obviously. Yeah. They had swords, but. In those days, like swords also had names, so you see guns in the remake having the names of swords from the Shakespearean version. Oh, it's, it's, I didn't know that. trap yeah. there and then. So in the Shakespeare version, uh, I believe that it's very similar. Where basically, um, she thinks that Romeo's dead. Meanwhile, yeah. He had taken like the fake poison. Mm-hmm. And so she kills herself. And then he ends up taking his own life at the end, I believe. And I think in the the, in the movie, DiCaprio version, it's just flip-flop to where it's Juliet who kills herself at the end afterwards. Yeah, she
0: does. He drinks the poison or whatever because he thought she was dead because yeah. she took the fake poison or whatever. Yeah. And then she wakes up to him drinking the poison, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then he dies, and then she starts crying, you know, all the emotional, and then shoots herself in the head or whatever.
1: See, and That that may be how it happens in the Shakespearean also because the dialogue in that film is all lifted directly from it. So they, they updated the setting and the characters and the costumes, but they kept the dialogue the same.
0: Yeah, I think they actually, you know, read the script of how it was, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty awesome, I don't know. Yeah. It was a really good movie. John
1: Leguizamo, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, um, why am I not thinking of her name, uh, Claire Danes?
0: Was that Juliet? That's Juliet. Is it?
1: Yeah. I heard that
0: Leonardo DiCaprio, like, chose her to play that part or something like that.
1: Well, I mean, I read some stuff that if, if he chose her to play it, then he definitely ended up regretting that decision. because Apparently by the end of production, they hated each other. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, I mean, that's not really worth much. If you work at any job you've ever worked at, there is someone you hate working with. And that's in a given. his case, it just happened to be a co-star. That's, you know? that's crazy. Because you, you have to, like,
0: pretend and, like, love each other. And that's got to be hard to do when you hate each other. And
1: that's how you know that they're a good actor. That's how
0: divorces happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, where's Aaron for that one?
0: Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> Can you give me some input on that? Uh, Oh, you know, guys,
1: it just
0: just happened. Okay, thanks, Aaron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I I wish that we could have gotten into a little bit more. You guys will—you'll definitely get to hear more from him and—
0: Yeah, this is probably going to be, like, a shorter episode than usual. I don't know about all
1: that. Well,
0: you know, fucking crabby bitch cunt lady upstairs, you know, fucking— like, Maybe she needs to get laid. I don't know, you know?
1: I mean, it's possible, but at the end of the day, like, I'm all about giving people slack because I, I tend to usually appreciate slack when it's given to me.
0: Yeah. So. I if, love slack.
1: Yeah, and really, living here, that's the first time any of the neighbors have had any issue with anything we've done, and myself and my roommate are bartenders, so we come home at 2, 3 in the morning sometimes. Sometimes we're not ready to go right to bed, so there there's a lot of... Grace that can be given and received if you choose not to fight little battles like that.
0: You know, let's let's talk about bartending here. We've never done this.
1: All right. All right. What's
0: the? Do you get pissed when nobody leaves you a tip?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, it depends on the situation. But I'll I'll be totally blunt. Most of the time, I don't know until the end of the night what even happened because I don't look at slips when I pick them up after you've like signed out your tab or anything. Is that
0: just like a work thing or just like a conscious thing?
1: It's both. I mean, if you look at every single tip and you count everything that you're earning, then you're going to keep track of that all night and it's going to be taking up part of your brain and you're always going to be worried about that. So So
0: I'll tell you my feelings about it and I want to see how you react, okay? Okay. You know, unfortunately, you know, I work at Boeing, which is a good job since I've lasted there that long. You know, you get a good pay rate after six years or whatever.
1: You got a huge raise after six
0: years. (laughs) So, anyways, this is how I feel about tips, okay? It's going to make me seem like an asshole. You are. I know. Anyway, so I work my job. I don't get paid tips or anything because that's my hourly wage. Yeah. I... It bugs me a little bit when you have to go to, like, coffee shops, restaurants, bartending, or whatever. And you feel like an asshole when you can't afford to tip them or you don't want to tip them because that's their job. That's what they get hourly. But then people come back at me well, they expect tips or whatever because, you know, that's part of the job. I don't know how you feel. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, this is, a, this is an issue that's kind of been around since industries developed the tendency to tip versus money. Like, I'm good with people being like, oh, you did a good job, here's extra money. I don't
0: like it when you're expect to tip them just because it's part of the job. Even though I have a job, multiple, multiple people have jobs where they don't get tips at all. Mm-hmm. And they just get what they hired up for, which is their hourly wage.
1: Yeah, and and another aspect of this is the fact that we're in Washington State, which is a lot more strict on, like, minimum wage laws than places like, you know, in the South, like Georgia or South Carolina Florida, somewhere down there. Mm-hmm. If you go down there to a diner, the, the person there isn't making their state minimum wage from the restaurant. They're yeah. making, like, two bucks an hour. And then the tips are whatever they get on top of that – that's that's how they're able to actually make money, and I get it. I, I get the uh, the argument that well, if you knew that going into it, why would you take that job and whatever else? And that's totally valid. It really is. Even in my job, you know, I'm I'm doing this, and it's like, why would I take this if the the actual wage I'm being paid mm-hmm. isn't enough to cover? it? You no, know, it's just oh. like it's
0: like driving through Oregon. I can pump my own gas, but then I feel like an asshole now. You pump my gas for me because it's like state law or whatever, you can't touch the gas pumps and then you feel like an asshole when you don't want to tip them because you can pump your own gas.
1: Well, it took me a while to even know that it was like a social convention to tip like, gas station attendants in Oregon and I lived there for years before I really even considered it and was like, oh, am I supposed to tip these guys? Yeah. So, look, there, there's, a, there's a couple layers at work here. Number one is the layer of ignorance. If you don't know if you're supposed to tip someone, you've already got an out. You know, you don't have to go around tipping everyone for everything. You, you just don't. So if you don't already know that you should, don't do it. But what I would say as someone who works in the industry, because some people have it a lot worse off than I do and some people have it better, but whatever. If you're going to go out and have a couple drinks, mm-hmm. you should make sure that you're bringing enough money to tip. That should be built into your evaluation of your evening. That, that's what I'm going to say because if you come to a bar and you buy three rounds and you don't tip anything and yeah. that person's done all that work then it's it's not that you're actively being a douchebag but you're certainly not valuing the effort they're putting in because I'll tell you something else, their bosses definitely don't no matter where you work, no matter what you do in the industry, your bosses don't give a shit well, yeah, I've about learned what you do or how much money you make
0: the people that make your drinks I've learned that if you don't like show a tip or something for the first time or the second time, maybe it's gonna be a while till you get like another drink or something like that, or it's not gonna be made as good.
1: Yeah, well, and it may not even be. I, I, here's the thing I'd say: I I don't treat anyone as an active punishment if I know that they don't tip. I will still serve them, and I'm not gonna short them on booze. I don't believe in any of that. But when someone comes in who tips very very well, you better fucking believe that they get immediate and top-notch service all the time and that's the thing is that if you come in and you tip well you will always ensure that you are getting the best service that your you know your drinks are always there quickly and whatever else like you'll you'll get banter with the person you you get what you tip for in a, in a bar or in a restaurant Mm -hmm. it's not you get what you pay for you never see the cooks and that's its own issue but when Do it comes you, to bartenders and you know, coffee girls and stuff, you get what you tip for, and you better believe they begin to recognize you, they begin to remember you, they can have your drink ready for you before you're even yeah. at the bar or pulled up in line to their stand. Do you share tip money with the cooks and stuff? Yeah, yeah. If if I actually am busy enough to have cooks working with us, then yeah, we definitely tip them out. Hmm. Always, always. Always. And that's the thing is that you know when you're in this industry, the other thing is that people come in and sometimes they're high tippers and usually those high tippers are other industry people, other bartenders and whatnot. And it's kind of like we're passing around the same tip money because then when I go out somewhere, yeah. I become that big tipper, not because I'm trying to look like a big shot, but because I'm I want to be the customer that I want in my bar, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of people get, you know, understandably annoyed when they're out with industry people and we're tipping 20, 30, 50% on stuff. And they're tipping a bucket drink. But the thing is, if you're tipping anything, at least I know you're trying. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to rewind to what I said earlier. Half the time, I don't even know what you did or didn't tip until the end of the night anyway. And by that point, it's just numbers on a receipt. I don't even know that it has your name on it. So it's not that I'm going to personally hunt out people who don't tip me and go, oh, I'm not serving him anymore. That's not how that works for any of us. But... All that we're saying is that if you're going to come out and you're going to make us, you know, make you multiple drinks, maybe walk into your table, you know, go above and beyond for you, then that's when you should have budgeted to at least be able to tip if you got good service. I'm never someone who says tip no matter what kind of service you get. If you get shitty service, don't tip. If I tip, if I treat you badly, don't tip me. I'm the first one to say that. If you don't like what I'm doing, don't tip me. But... If you're going to come out and do all that, and you don't have to do the dishes, you don't have to make your own drinks, and you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. If you go and puke in our bathroom, I have to clean it up. Ah. But, you know what I mean? Like, the, there's a lot of stuff that is just, it's worth, you know, that little extra appreciation. And that's have, all it is.
0: Have you ever had to kick anybody out? Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, a memorable one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there was one, there was one guy in our bar one night and, uh, this guy, uh, has one leg and was in a wheelchair Oh shit! and was wearing an eye patch. Uh, are you fucking, are you for real right now? This is hundred percent accurate. He, he kind of looked like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump on the New Year's Eve. <laughs> Lieutenant when he, Dan? When, you know, when he gets all mad at the prostitutes yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was that guy, but also missing an eye. And he was in the bar, and we, you know, I'd served him a couple of beers, and he was back hanging out and playing uh, pool with people. And then all of a sudden, I kept noticing him drifting off to sleep, which is an absolute no-no. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the rules are in every other state, but I know in Washington State, you can't just have people passed out of your bar. <laughs> you can't do it. It doesn't matter if you're in a chair. Ruins the vibe. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it could easily point to gross over-serving and ah, uh, yeah. So. Plenty of reasons not to. So I, I very respectfully, about six times, kept trying to, like, warn and help this guy. Like, dude, I just need you to stay awake while you're in the bar. Uh, you, you can't be sleeping in here. I get it, but I just I need you to not be doing that. And, um, and so he, he, you know, he was taking me up on all those opportunities that I gave him. And finally, after about time five or six, I was like, look, Yvette, this is the last time. If I have to tell him again, I'm kicking him out. Like I'm I'm just tired of it. He's not listening. So it happened and I told him I was not gonna serve him and that I needed to pull his drink mm-hmm. and ask him to leave and all this stuff. And that flipped a switch in this guy and Yvette had come in to grab his beer and he tried to grab it out of her hand. <laughs> and that once you become physical with a female bartender I'm working with, yeah. I need to step in and make sure it's okay. So I, I come right up to the guy. She she manages to get his beer away because he had let go of it to start swinging on me. Wow. So this guy is, like, trying to punch me. So he's i he's in a wheelchair. That's yeah, funny. in a wheelchair, and he's wheeling towards <laughs> me and swinging. And I just start backing up, and I'm walking backwards towards our front door, past every patron in the bar... And this guy is yelling at me the whole time and he's like, hey, come on, you fat piece of shit. Why aren't you fighting me? And I I totally ignored on some kind of subconscious level. I totally ignored his disability. and went right for his mental capacity. I was like, look, you moron, you're in a wheelchair. I have nothing to gain by fighting you. Why would I swing back? Like, no, you're, you're done. And meanwhile, Yvette had come up behind his uh, chair and grabbed, you know, the little yeah. handles on the back. And just wield him the rest of the way out of the bar. That's and, fucked uh, up. He had no chance at all. No, but, like, yes. I was never going to fight him. Even if I won, which would have been very likely, like, th- there's nothing to gain from that. <laughs> I, I don't know why.
0: I feel like people, te- like, take advantage of those situations because fearing a wheelchair and shit like that, it's just... If you try to fight back, you're the asshole.
1: Well, yeah, but, like, if I was... Are you saying people in wheelchairs take advantage of their situation? I'm just saying, like, if... Right there, he wanted you to fight him, right? But if you
0: actually fought him and, you know, kicked his ass or whatever, you're the asshole because he's in a wheelchair, even though he asked for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I I mean, there's definitely... Obviously, that's happened. It happened to me. I can't say it doesn't happen. I'd love to, but I can't because it happened to me, but... (laughs) It, it, I mean, most of them aren't like that. However, in that case, yeah, if I decided, or like if he had landed a punch or something and mm-hmm. I really felt threatened and I had to fight back or something, <laughs> there is no winning that situation. <laughs> because, you know, if I, A, if I win, I'm still an asshole for beating up a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. B, if I lose, yeah, I know. yeah I'm the guy, <laughs> I don't even want to That's like sentence. worse, getting beat up by a girl. Well, I-, I think some girls... I follow a couple uh, females on, like, Instagram and Twitter that definitely look like they could whoop my ass. Well, yeah, no
0: shit, but if you got your ass whooped by, like, a five-foot-one, you know, skinny girl. Like
1: my roommate? Yeah,
0: like a (laughs) kick to your face or something like that.
1: Well, if you keep asking her about anal sex randomly when we're doing this podcast, I may end up having to fight her. (laughs) Well, that would be that would be lovely. That would be like a live UFC show. I think I'd be laughing as hard as I was when the guy in the wheelchair was crying. Well, no shit. I wouldn't do anything. I just lay there. I can't wait till we have her on too, because you know the bartending questions that you want to ask me and the stories that I have mm-hmm. are all through the lens of a guy who is still you know in his mid thirties as a single. Well, yeah, I mean man it's always going to be different
0: on a girl's perspective exactly. as well because.
1: And that's what I really want to get on this show is a whole different perspective Mm. on maybe even some of these same people. Because I just think that would be really fascinating for people to see the difference, you know, in viewpoints between a guy who is, you know, 5'10 and, you know, 200 and some pounds and fit and ready to, you know, take someone on versus a girl who's like 4'9 and, you know, 90 pounds soaking wet with a rock in her pocket, you know, still is able to personality-wise – Take control of a room every bit as efficiently as i can you know there's a huge difference in perspective on that that i think people really need to hear well
0: maybe we should try to keep this failed guest starring show going and next week try to have her on for like half of the show or something or the full show
1: yeah we may do that um and i definitely we've we've got a whole bunch of people who are really interested in doing this and kind of waiting um, I'm glad we got to get Aaron on first, even though it was shortened, because at least he participated while he was on air, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, it seemed like he was comfortable enough, you know? He was g- going at it.
1: Yeah, just got a little interrupted, and, uh, I think that spooked him, you know? <sighs> He's like a little deer. Goddamn society. Doe,
0: A deer. Doe. Female deer. Hey, when I say hey. the word moist, does that, like, make you feel weird?
1: No, nope, that's one of those words I love saying around people who I know it <laughs> bothers because it's just funny to see their reactions.
0: No. Moist. It, I feel like this is every girl. Not every girl, but moist, most of them.
1: When you put their hand moist on... The, moist
0: uh, <laughs> Moist all of them. <laughs> when you put their your hand on their stomach, they always feel weird, correct? Who? What? Women? Yeah. I feel like that's like a weird spot. Like women always feel like weird when you put their hand... Your I don't hand any on their stomach about
1: it than guys are. Like, that tickles me if someone just puts their hand on my stomach.
0: Well, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of women have, like, insecurities, and for some reason it's always, like, their stomach area or something like that. Are you
1: sure that's an insecurity, not just being tickled? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Look it up.
0: Google it. I'm Google, gonna Google, Google it. We're going to Google this after the show's over. Like that gonna,
1: box over there sitting on the ground in my apartment says, You're, you're an idiot. idiot.
0: <laughs> you know, that's just perfectly placed there for you to read.
1: It is. In fact, uh, that's one of those games we may have to see if we can kind of revamp into a podcast friendly format to, you know, kind of get. It's not that I want to be a hacky podcast where we have to do games and stuff, but like if he, if you he can take concepts of games and relate them into a slightly more adult or audio friendly format, like there can be some seriously fun and interesting stuff that happens. Well, yeah, just by playing a game with someone. I
0: was listening to you know another podcast, and you know they sometimes if something pops up i so will watch, like, a video live or whatever and react to it. And recently, you do you know who Randy Cantor is? You know the UFC guy?
1: Yeah, he uh, he was a local boy too, right?
0: I Old to Snohomish County. I, I believe so. Yeah. Have you heard the shit about him lately? No. Apparently there's a uh, a sex tape, sort of, that leaked with him in it. And it's just him masturbating in front of the camera. And then all of a sudden he, like, turns around and, like, shows his asshole or whatever. And then eventually you see, like, a girl in there. So he was, like, making it for this girl he was with or whatever. But now there's a sex tape of Randy Couture out there just fucking whacking off in front of the camera. And it was just funny how they were reacting to it. And it's just crazy having a UFC fighter that you would think that would not do that at all. Now there's a sex tape of him and his fucking wing out there.
1: Well, the only problem I have with that whole story is I, I don't know if I can accept you calling that a sex tape. That sounds like an unsolicited. It's not like moment. a. It's not like a Kim
0: Kardashian sex tape, but it's just something out there that I would not.
1: You know what ever that is? Th- that that's the 2018 version of an unsolicited dick pic. I <laughs> wasn't happy just sending a photo of it. Now it has to be like moving, and uh, engaged in an activity, and that that's all that that is. Who wants
0: to watch themselves?
1: Who and wants to? Who of exactly. you ever watch it? Why would you ever even want to tape that? <laughs> The last thing I want to see is my own vinegar strokes. Vinegar strokes. I love vinegar the Vinegar
0: strokes. Who's yeah. Who's your favorite character on the league? It's really hard, dude, because I love all the. I'll say Pete's my less favorite. Pete is? Yeah, I. Because you know Kevin's hilarious. Taco's yeah. mostly hilarious, and I do like Ruxpin because he's just. What about Andre? <laughs> Oh, I gotta take it back on <sighs>
1: fuck this is a this is a stupid conversation anyway it, because it, the show's already been cancelled and completed
0: yeah I know have you ever heard of have you ever listened to Steve Rossini's fucking comedy bits Steve or Ramisazi? whatever yeah that's yeah. it
1: no I I, I love his stand up now what do you did you hear about the whole thing with him and the lying about his involvement with 9-11 I I, I do
0: remember kind of hearing about it like i Remember hearing the bid or something like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, you know, understandably were very upset about the way that he, it, it seems, misresep- misrepresented uh, his, like, involvement and his location and all that stuff yeah. during that event. And I get that. I really do. But at the same time, like, whenever I've told the story of how I was connected to an event like that, if I was, like, actually there – I, I honestly got to admit that I'm usually kind of guilty of doing the same thing. Yeah. Where I'd call it more of an embellishment. And, um, I mean... Where I, were you when it happened? Nine eleven. Yeah. I, uh, I had just woken up. I had one of those little Nokia <laughs> very early cell phones. <laughs> the fucking Nokia phone. Yep, the one you could play Snake on. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend at the time called me and it was like, 6 or so a.m. Pacific time. So I was still asleep. She was at work, called me freaking out and I I was still waking up on the phone so I didn't quite understand. And then my I woke went down the hall and saw my mom and mm-hmm. uh, she'd been watching TV and uh you know there's all this stuff about one tower being knocked down and then while I yeah. was in there with her the second one hit. And uh yeah, that that was a that was a wild thing and I if you were over there like he was, I, I don't believe anyone's disputing that he was over there. It was just kind of the extent to what his involvement was. Mm-hmm. But like, I, you know, if I'm being really, really honest with everyone listening, I'm probably the exact same type of person where I might have ended up getting caught up in that a little bit and trying to use it as a, you know, a, not necessarily a platform for fame, but I understand the the psychological need to maybe embellish that a little bit to feel a little more connected because as you're telling that story, that's what really makes it fascinating, you know? Yeah. And his whole career is based on doing that with his comedy anyway, so.
0: And I just love all the conspiracy theories about it, about how, you know, we're the ones that did it or the fucking buildings blew up right before the planes hit. And you know what's funny about that? No one's ever going to fucking know the truth. No one, ever. Cause you know what? Even if someone did say the truth, they're gonna say, "Oh, well, that's a conspiracy." So no one will ever know what actually happened.
1: And that's the thing is that while while I agree that I don't think there'll ever be a general consensus over what happened, I think that there's already half the population who knows what happened. It's just the other half aren't willing to accept it.
0: Yeah, it's always happens like them Like I've heard all. Oh, they really didn't kill fucking Bin Laden. Where's the body or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's always shit like that. And
1: it's like, yeah, when Bin Laden was killed, which was what, 14, 15, somewhere in there? Oh, I know it was the Obama era. Well, yeah, but that only ended in 16 with Trump, so.
0: <sighs> so it had to be like eight years ago. Something like I that. think it was when he first started.
1: Well, regardless, so, so that happened... Um, and the thing is, like, this is this is still well after 1999, well after 2000, yeah. 2001, all this stuff. We're living in the current age. If 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 our troops go over there and they kill Osama bin Laden hiding in a cave or something, mm-hmm. the last thing that I want to see is a corpse paraded on the news to prove it. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm good with you just telling me that's the way it is. I don't need to see that. So there, there has to be an acceptable level of just... You know okay if you guys are telling me this story in this way then it's probably true maybe i don't have to see the corpse however we're so ingrained and so like fundamentally distrustful of other people telling us or interpreting for us stories and facts that go on out there that we almost demand proof for every little thing And that's just not a way to function because if you can't take anyone's word for it, how do you know the guy working on your car knows what he's doing? How do you know that the GPS you're using is accurately getting you somewhere? You're taking a scientist's opinion for that. Exactly, me
0: working on fucking airplanes. Yeah. People are going to think I'm retarded, and yet I build what you fucking fly on.
1: Right. But but the guy who engineered that airplane, I would have to go to school for many years to be able to verify that what he did on those specs is going to safely so take me through the air. Some of yet, those engineers sucks.
0: are retarded. I will say that. Whatever. Yeah. The,
1: the point I'm trying to make is that if you can't accept a some, some level of a scientific mind's appraisal of a situation, then you're always going to be bogged down with these conspiracy theories. And it's way too difficult to try and educate yourself on every field to a level to where you could confidently say... No, I disagree with that, and here's why based on study I've done. You know what I mean? So if if you're going to take the opinion of engineers and scientists who do GPS for your phone and do text messaging for your phone and do, you know, stuff on your computer, and that computer is what you use for your business. So you're depending on the knowledge of all these other people to do this stuff for you. Why are you suddenly going to distrust those same people when it comes to something like, I don't know, climate change? Oh, because there's a less convenient thing to do about it. Or aliens? I'm not even going to discuss Flat Earth on this (laughs) show because the people who actually believe in that (laughs) are worse than criminals, in my opinion. They are thought criminals. They are oxygen thieves. They are morons. They do not deserve a say in modern society. If you can't just observe a few things about why we know the earth is a fucking sphere mm. and come to that conclusion yourself I don't want you voting I don't want you walking around outside oh did you Idiot. guys hear
0: that fucking Jesse doesn't want people voting did that, you guys hear that
1: I, I don't want hear people it? who believe that the earth is flat <laughs> to be voting and that's a hard line I'll draw I, I don't draw many hard lines when it comes to things like social issues or whatever but when it comes to things like your mental capacity and the sheer lack of it that it takes to believe this earth is a disc fuck you yeah, fuck you don't all get you guys. Opinion, you're yeah. done.
0: Yeah, That's it. you're all fucking done. And you know what else is done? Let's let's this end this show. Let's end this fucking, <laughs>
1: fucking train wreck of a show that we got. Uh, I feel like I had to make up for a lot of talking I didn't do when Aaron was here. Uh, yeah, you know it's all right. How are you feeling, Nick? You doing okay over there, buddy boy?
0: Yeah, I'm just you know I just want the fucking I work nights, nice, so I just want the night to be over with. So oh, yeah, because can... you
1: still have to go from here and begin your work day. Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> and, you know, to all that, I just want to wish everyone a happy homosexual day. Yeah, and... we're not
1: going to do that. I'm going to go back to my last year <laughs> or my last week's thing. of uh, I'm going to wish everyone a consensual day. <laughs> you know, I hope it's pleasant. I hope everything is yeah. consensual in your life, too. Yeah,
0: I hope everything is consensual and homosexual, too, everyone.
1: Why, why do you have to... Why? Why, why, why do you always
0: have to criticize everything that I say?
1: Because you're the first person to call other people gay.
0: Well, maybe you're gay and maybe I'm gay. No one knows.
1: I, I think that we're all a little gay.
0: Okay. Well, I'll be a little gay with you. And with that note, I'm going to say <laughs> that
1: we're out. We get to make out after this show. Yes, we are. All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much for sticking out with this one. I hope that you enjoyed having a slightly different voice on here. We had as our guest tonight, Aaron, uh, my lifelong best friend and good friend of Nick's. Yeah. And also bandmate. And uh, we're, we're going to slowly be introducing more and more. Hopefully, we'll have. On this show. With Yvette
0: us. next week. Uh,
1: Maybe next week, uh, but definitely in one of the upcoming ones shortly. Yes. For sure. So, anyway, guys, uh, my name is Jesse. And I'm Punk Ass. And you have been listening to our Cheeky Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I hope you guys have a great Homosexual day. Whatever holiday you celebrate. <laughs> we are going to get out. We're out, man. Peace on earth and goodwill toward today.